102 Springfield's Classic Rockets 533 and David Bowie with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Beautiful day, mix of sun and clouds with a high of 46 tomorrow. Even nicer with a high of 49. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, it's going to be a beautiful day to get out there and work on your cardiovascular health. Yeah, I guess you I guess you could. We'll be talking a lot about that though. Yeah, we'll be talking to a cardiologist, Dr. Amir Latfi from Bay State. It's a uh, what is it? Cardiology month? I think it's like heart awareness month or uh, are you aware you had a heart? I have been told many times I don't. Yeah, well, you know, I'm in the same boat, buddy. It's also a Thunderbird Thursday. We'll have uh, a four-pack of tickets to see the Hershey Bears this Saturday. And there's a possibility that Marty will be here. Now, do they travel the Hershey Highway to get here? Yes. Ironically, it is a two-way highway. Wow. Wow. Usually, it's only a one-way. Usually. But there's always something number two about it. Usually, it's the wrong way. True. So there's that and a lot of other stuff this morning, too. It's 534 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Is the power... Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 and Twisted Sister with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of 46. Tomorrow even nicer with a high of 49. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by 413 Pro Tint. For tinting in your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 Pro Tint Springfield today. Somehow you... Still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Are you a betting man? No, I'm not a betting man. The Madden NFL video game made its annual Super Bowl prediction based on a simulation. And what do you think happened? Uh... Taylor Swift wins the Lombardi Trophy. You know what? I thought that too, but that's not what the uh, what Madden NFL uh, came out with. Hmm. Uh, they said the Chiefs will beat the 49ers 30 to 28, and quarterback Patrick Mahomes will be named MVP. It's worth mentioning Madden has been wrong the last three years, so they'll either make it a fourth or they break their streak. The Super Bowl kicks off Sunday at 6:30 on CBS. All right, maybe the wrong thing is that uh, Taylor Swift becomes the MVP. Yeah. She's had a better season. She's had a way better season than anybody. You know, I uh, I figured out a way to watch the Super Bowl. How are you going to do that? Sign up for a free week of Paramount Plus today, and then uh, I'll be able to. They, they stream. They're they're showing the Super Bowl because it's a CBS uh, uh, outlet. It's very smart, Steve, and you can cancel it at any time. I'm. Well, you got to make sure I don't. I don't. Uh, enjoy too much of the devil's lettuce to forget that I signed up for Paramount Plus before I get my credit card charge going, what? Should I remind you on Monday to cancel? Yeah, I think you should. All right, I will. Yeah, because I'm not even going to remember that I signed up for it. (laughs) (laughs) Are you expecting a major marijuana-fueled blackout? Uh, Yeah, pretty much, yeah. All right, Cheech. Well, that's how how you get through a game. (laughs) For some. All that stress watching the Chiefs. Oh, I know. Uh, there's plenty of ways to make your Super Bowl pick, but this one uh, seems, I don't know, maybe it could be uh, a sure thing. There's a user on Reddit called I'm underscore this underscore guy. It's okay. I'm this guy who claims he's been, uh, chosen the wrong team for the last, last 16 years straight. So it might be a good strategy to find out who he's picking and then go with the other team. Do they still have that octopus that uh, chooses the games? Yes. 
They still have that octopus. I don't know if they do or not. Because no. it used to be like an octopus. Yeah. And they have like uh, like two helmets. And uh, whichever one the octopus wrapped its tentacles around yeah. was the winner. There was a uh, there was like a three-year-old on TikTok picking the winners with the little figurines. The little kid would walk up and go, eh, and put the put the toy down. Yeah. And uh, the kid was predicting almost every team correctly yes, throughout the year. You must be over 18 in order to bet safely and uh, lawfully here in the I, state of Massachusetts. Actually, you got to be over 21 to do that. Oh, well, my mistake. Yeah, but uh, so what? You can still get your information from a kid, right? Anyway, uh, this year he's putting Kids money on... Kids predict the darndest things. This year he's putting money on the Kansas City Chiefs. So I would go with the 49ers then. But now he's four? No, no. See... He's picked the wrong teams every year for the last 16 years. Oh, I so see. now he's All picking right. the Kansas City Chiefs, meaning you should go with the 49ers. Gotcha. Uh, he says, don't overthink this. The better team will win. The Chiefs are an absolute machine in the playoffs. I bet against them twice in the Super Bowl in the past. And uh, to quote the who, I won't get fooled again. Oh, that's the clever. San Francisco 49ers are slight favorites. And if this guy's record is any indication, they'll be enjoying themselves Sunday evening. I don't know. It's going to be a pretty interesting Super Bowl. Not really. Sure it is. It's the Super Bowl. It's always interesting. Yeah, but it's going to be, you know, Taylor Swift. It's all going to be about her. And your problem with that is what? My problem is I want to watch the damn game. Why do they have to show all these people in the stands? Because they do that every year. I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm playing I'm playing a guy who pretends he actually gives a crap about what's going to happen at the Super Bowl. <laughs> According to a new uh, poll, this is all about the Super Bowl, by the way. According to a new poll, Eminem, Dr. Dre, and Snoop Dogg halftime show for 2022 was the best one out of the last eight years. I don't know. I thought Coldplay was pretty good. Oh, my God, please. Although it only got 14% of the vote, which was the same as not sure. And the largest percentage of people, 31%, claimed they didn't watch any of them. See, I thought the, uh, when was it? Was it last year? The year before where, uh, the weekend was the halftime entertainment, and he did this thing where it looked like he was lost in a corn maze in Ludlow. Uh, was it last year? I thought it was Rihanna last year. I'm trying to remember. Rihanna wasn't Rihanna pregnant during the, yes. the show, and she was up on that uh, platform thing. That's right. Yeah. By the way, it's not mine. I don't remember which one you're talking about. The weekend. He got yeah, I know that if the Super Bowl takes place on the weekend, backs. What no, are you talking no, no, the, about? The guy, the name, his name is the weekend. No, no, no. His name is something else. He just happens to be performing on Super Bowl weekend. Yes, but his name, his stage name, is the weekend. Yeah, I get that his name is something else, but he is performing on the weekend. I don't yes. understand where you're going with He it. performs on a lot of weekends, All but right. his name is The Weekend. You know what? We're not Abbott and Costello. I don't even know why we're even attempting I don't even this. know. Anyway, uh, yeah, the uh, the number one was the Eminem uh, thing. Rihanna was number two. J-Lo was number three. Uh, Lady Gaga was number four. See, I would have put her performance. That was from 2017. That she was, was a, good. That was a great performance. She actually sang better than the Pats played that year. I still say the best one I've ever seen is probably Prince. Uh, Coldplay. Coldplay was number five. Get out of here. Yeah. What, are, yeah. what, are you, what are you talking about? The, oh, The Weeknd. Number six. The sixth one out of the glass greatest ten. Ugh. Yeah. The Maroon 5 one was pretty good. I don't know why that's number seven. It's kind of dumb, don't you think? I think the way so. They, how they do this? 
Uh, let's see. Uh, if you haven't seen Tracy Chapman perform her 1988 hit Fast Car with Luke Combs at the Grammys, where you been, man? Thanks to that performance, Tracy's streams went up 241% the very next day and go, wow, this Luke Combs guy is going to make Tracy Chapman a star. <laughs> she had 949,000 streams compared to 278,000 the week prior. Her digital song sales went up 38,400%. From a negligible amount of 14,000. I remember seeing her when I was in college. Like live? Yeah, she performed on the... She actually opened up for 10,000 Maniacs. Remember Natalie Merchant, 10,000 oh, yeah. Maniacs? Yeah, yeah. She, opened, she was absolutely like a, a nobody at that point. Speaking of Maniacs, Kim Kardashian is dating Odell Beckham Jr. Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh my God, the last time I was a wide receiver was when Ray J found the opening and scored in the red zone in that sex tape you can purchase on Uporn for $39.95. Uh, Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother Chris Kim, but I once put the beefsteak in the backyard tailgate. This is all football stuff, by the way. Good. Uh, we had a couple's enema to take a trip to the Super Bowl. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is we started out frail and limp like the 1976 Tampa Bay Bucks, but to, with good hand coordination, I finished like the 1985 Bears. <laughs> Check out my splattered Ditka painting. <laughs> the Bears! And that... <laughs> Look at him. He's right there on the belly. Yeah. Uh, and that's your Hollywood trash for Rock 102. Ah! You already go to Western Mass Masons for good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, what do you say we peel ourselves away from the pervasive hubbub about this Sunday Super Bowl and talk about something different? You know, like women's basketball, for example. I don't usually give women's basketball a whole lot of attention, and there are probably a handful of reasons for that, most of which have nothing to do with any misogynistic preconceived notions of women's basketball. It's just that I don't care that much, unless there's something extraordinary to talk about, and today there is. As some of you might know, last night UConn, uh, UConn's Gino Ariyama became only the third Division I college basketball head coach to win 1,200 games in a career. Imagine that. 1,200 wins. That puts him two wins behind former Duke head coach Mike Krzyzewski and Stanford's Tara Vandeveer, who leads them all with 1,206 wins during her incredible career. Last night's win came at the expense of Seton Hall, who were spanked by the UConn Huskies 67-34. That's not just winning your 1,200 game. That's bulldozing your way right through it. Now, I think we can all agree that winning 1,200 games is, in fact, a glorious milestone achievement. But get a load of this. Tara Vandeveer has won 1,206 games, but has lost 239 of them. That's a winning percentage of 828. Mike Krzyzewski has a record of 1,202 wins and 368 losses. That's good enough for only a 766 winning percentage. Gino, on the other hand, has won 1,200 games and has only lost 160 times, which is a winning percentage of 889, a 61 point differential. What's even more impressive is that Gino was able to reach 1,200 wins, coaching in 26 less games than Vandeveer and 205 games less than Mike Krzyzewski. Now, you might say, Maxi, comparing Gino Ariyama to Mike Krzyzewski is like comparing apples to oranges. They're coaching at two entirely different levels. Well, you know what? You're right. I got a lot of nerve comparing those 11 UConn championships to the five national titles that Coach K won at Duke. 
I don't know what I was thinking or what came over me. I guess by that logic, winning 1,200 games in a fraction of the time isn't really that impressive after all. I guess I stand corrected. But hey, and never mind yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The Craftsman 12-gallon wet-dry vac sucks at only 80 bucks. Can you imagine that? You can get it with your Ace Awards card. Every shop or garage needs a Craftsman wet-dry vac. Get yours now. Only 80 bucks at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Do big-name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lugnuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want. Selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 612. And Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 46. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of, uh, well, you said 51. I have 49. Are we looking at the same uh, weather channel forecast? that? Uh, well, tomorrow, 51. That's today, what I 49. Said. Yeah, it's, I'm looking at the weather channel. Oh, no. So today I have 46. You had 49. Tomorrow I have 49. You have 51. What yeah, is this, I, the scripted NFL uh, score coming no, out? If it were scripted, we'd both be on the same page, and, and clearly we're not. And uh, I would tell you that Dan Brown's going to give you the forecast today, but he sent the wrong type of file, so I oh can't open it and play it back. <laughs> and he's probably not going to have the time or the wherewithal to send a new one. I don't know if he does. What does he do all day over there other than look at the map? Well, he's you know, predicting weather. He's doing all kinds of things. He's a very busy guy Outside over there. Outside of predicting weather, what does that man do? <laughs> Same with Lapis. Any of them. What do they do outside of their little well, weather forecast? I, I, I can't speak for Dan. I mean, I've seen, uh, I used to live down the street from the guy. I used mm-hmm. to see him, like, uh, you know, jog. Yeah. You know, he'd run around the neighborhood a little bit. You think he's jogging in between weather breaks? It's possible. Lapis, on the other hand, you know, Lapis shows up to all kinds of events and stuff because he likes to be uh, known as Brian Lapis from 22 News. The pompous ass Brian Lapis? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Uh-huh. And so he gets out to the public and, uh, you know, shows what he's all about. Okay. You know, you didn't get to this in uh, in Hollywood trash, and, and that's okay. Uh, I totally understand. Uh, Mojo Nixon from uh, Mojo Nixon Skid Roper, uh, like an MTV staple back in the 80s, yeah. died yesterday at the age of 66. Now, I don't know if you're uh, aware of his work. Uh, I'm a longtime fan of Mojo Nixon. This is the guy who uh, was known for maybe his biggest classic, Debbie Gibson is Pregnant with My Two-Headed Love Child. Yeah. There was also the, the love song he wrote to MTV's Martha Quinn called Stuffin' Martha's Muffin. And then, of course, the classic Don Henley Must Die. By the way, Don Henley is not available for comment. Well, Don Henley's still alive. I know. Yeah. And outlived Mojo Nixon. What about the irony of that? You know, the thing I was reading about this, early, you told me about this, and I meant to put it in Hollywood trash, but then I'm like, nah, whatever. Uh, we'll I cover forgot. it one way or another. Well, I forgot because it's not on the sheet that I have in front of me. Yes. So if it's on another tab, it's hard for me to see. I totally get it. Uh, but he died after having a cardiac event while on board the annual Outlaw Country Cruise. <laughs> what a hell of a way to go. I know. He's yeah. on a cruise and he dies. Uh, I guess I mean I guess if you're gonna die somewhere, it's gonna be in paradise, right? I suppose. Isn't it ironic that he dies of a heart attack on the same day we're gonna have a cardiologist in the studio? 
That is uh, that is pretty interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, well, I hope we don't put it out in the universe that one of us suffers a cardiac event. But I would hope a, not. Yeah. I, I got a whole weekend uh, planned uh, this weekend, and a heart attack is not among the things I've got on the docket. Gotcha. Uh, but just uh, very briefly, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but uh, just to uh, to uh, get you in touch with the music of, uh, of Mojo Nixon, here's a, a little bit of uh, Debbie Gibson is pregnant with my two-headed love child. All right, so there you go. That's uh, Mojo Nixon uh, Man, dead. At the national, age of national treasure gone. He is. He was a national treasure for a while. I'm looking at the lineup of all the people that are on this outlaw country cruise. Yes. Uh, the Shiny Ribs. Do you know who they are? I uh, I don't. What about Jesse Dayton? I can't say I'm aware of Jesse's work. Elizabeth Cook. The, nope, Vandal- the Vandaliers. Do not know them. The Los Straight Jackets. I, oddly enough, I have heard of the Los Straight Jackets. Okay, that's one. What about Chuck Mead? Isn't he the son of Mr. and Mrs. Mead? I believe he is. All right, so that's good, two. Good. Hey, we'll see. You're picking it up quick. How about Dale Watson and his Lone Stars? Mm, can't say I do. Okay, what about uh, Caitlin Butts? <laughs> yeah. Caitlin. Uh, she's actually not a bad looking little redhead. But her last yeah. name is Butts. Yeah, I know. It's a thing. Yeah, I I would never go on as something. Was he like, he must have been the biggest name. His name's not even on the list, so yeah. he must have been the biggest name there. Can you imagine, you you want to go on a cruise, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say you're a fan of country music and you get the the lineup of this of this country cruise. Because at first you don't know who's going to be on the cruise. You just right. say, oh, country music, that's great. I'm going to put on my 10-gallon hat and try not to have it blow off in the wind. Yeah. And then you go... And you look at the at the paper that shows everybody who's in this thing. Like, well, are there any celebrities joining us on this cruise? I thought, this, I thought it said Hank Williams Jr. No, that's Wank Hilliams Jr. <laughs> it's a completely different show. It's Frank Gillians. Ah, that's what. Yeah, it Frank Gajillians. Well, that's some sad news. It is sad news. But I can follow it up with some glad news if you want. What do you got? Last month, Applebee's announced the date night pass, which cost around $200, but would give you $30 off your next 52 visits over the year, right? Mm-hmm. It could be worth more than $1,300 in savings, especially if you eat a lot at Applebee's. The initial run sold out in seconds, but do not fret. Applebee's has taken notice of that. They're making another 1000 available due to the, quote, amazing interest in these things. Yes! <laughs> You know, with Valentine's Day so close. But that's exactly why they're doing it. You want to have like a nice romantic night with your uh, special someone? And what better way is there to enjoy it all than with a dinner at Applebee's? This time they're selling them through a lottery, but you still need to act fast. You can register for the drawing at Applebee's website through tomorrow. Again, this is just for a chance to be able to buy the $200 pass. Which makes me still think that they didn't give as many away. Well, they didn't say how many they gave away or how many they sold. Yeah. So is, is there they, like a consolation prize? Like you get like a free appetizer you you or a. No, you don't get jack squat. You get, you, you know what you get? You get the privilege of sitting in an Applebee's and paying full price. Wow. Talk about being good in the neighborhood. And again, just a chance, the winners will be notified by email on Valentine's Day so they can still work as a last-minute Valentine's Day gift if you're feeling lucky. So first prize is a $200 gift certificate? No. What is it? The chance to buy a $200 gift certificate. I see. Uh, second prize would be a chance to buy two of them. 
No, second prize would be a whole uh, fat lot of nothing. Yeah. Much last, like the person who eats at Applebee's every day. The last place uh, winner will get a, a year's supply of gift certificates to Applebee's. No, nobody gets anything. I know, Steve. I'm just I, crit- it, being critical of Applebee's. Well, we don't need to have a contest to be critical of them. <laughs> They're doing it all by themselves. Yeah. So uh, so there. if your hopes and dreams were to get one of those Applebee's date night passes... This is way better than an outlaw country cruise with uh, Richard Nixon on it. Mojo. Whatever. Nixon. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, at least the dinner won't be interrupted by, say, you know, uh, like an ambulance driving up to the front of the building that you know of. You never know. You mm. never know how, they, how the night will end at an Applebee's. Somebody might be taken away in a gurney. Man, look at this. I got $30 worth of free food. I'm going to stuff my face with these pretzel sticks. Can I get a gurney full of nachos, please? A cheeseburger egg roll, anybody? I get as many as I want. It says so right here on this pass. <laughs> it's 621 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. The biggest game in football. Two Springfield's Classic Rock at 627 and Rush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 46. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 49. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. We're talking to a cardiologist uh, from Bay State, Dr. Amir Latfi, uh, later on this morning. Also, there's a chance that Marty will stop by, and it's also a Thunderbird Thursday, your chance to win some uh, Thunderbird hockey tickets for uh, this weekend's game against the Hershey Bears. The Hershey Bears. The Hershey Bears. I believe they're taking the Hershey Highway uh, to get up here. I don't, uh, I don't know how they're getting here. Uh, I thought we do the the whole mudslinging thing where we uh, badger the other team. Into, well, we could do that, sure, yeah. but I'm sure the uh, Hershey Bears have heard that joke more than a thousand times. Yeah, well, they're about to hear it six hundred more uh, throughout uh, the the rest of this week. Are you ready to laugh? I am, Lee. All right, let's. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's classic rock. What do a bungee jump and a hooker have in common? I don't know, Steve. What does a bungee jump and a hooker have in common? They're both cheap, fast, and if the rubber breaks, you're pretty much screwed. Because ah, <laughs> he's got some kind of gift to the vagi or something going on there. What is that pussy thing? Backs and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. You know, Backs, it could be. Larry's restrictions apply. Pre-order your wings or tenders from the Yard Tavern for the big game. 50 wings for 60 bucks. 30 tenders for only 45 bucks. Both your choice of two flavors or rubs. The big game is near. Place your order at the Yard Tavern on King Street in Enfield. 6.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news and it is brought to you by uh, Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome Hyundai technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-in bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. Police in Springfield are investigating after a woman was shot on Pearl Street in Springfield on Tuesday. According to Ryan Walsh, at about 10.40 p.m., officers were sent to the 100 block of Pearl Street for a shot spotter activation. When officers arrived, they located a woman uh, gunshot victim. You mean a female gunshot victim? Yeah, right. Yeah. The uh, woman uh, was taken to Bay State Medical Center for her injuries. The Springfield Police Department's Detective Bureau is conducting the investigation. Isn't that right near the police station? Uh, yeah, it is. Man, if you, uh, this is why we can't have anything nice, people. Well, you know, you shouldn't be shooting at anybody. That's the, that's the first thing uh, I have to say. Secondly, if you're going to shoot somebody, don't shoot it right next to the police station. 
because they'll be there. Their response time from Pearl Street is actually uh, quite short. This is all uh, uh, covered in the Steve Nagel College of Criminal Knowledge. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, Springfield Mayor Dom Dom's chief of staff had to remove three political fundraising posts from his social media account after state officials reviewed a complaint that he allegedly violated campaign finance law. Tom Ash, a former Springfield City Councilor, made more than 50 political posts on his personal Facebook page between October 21 and December of 2023, but he agreed to remove the posts dealing with fundraising events for three different candidates, according to a recent letter sent to him by Will Campbell, director of the Office of Campaign and Political Finance. Uh, Campbell, who said his office completed its review of the complaint, reminded Ash that public officials cannot seek contributions for candidates for or other political purposes under state law or engage in other political activities during the workday. The restriction applies to limit public employees' use of social media for political purposes and prohibits public employees from creating political fundraising event pages, mm-hmm. uh, inviting people to attend events, or sharing any posts that contain solicitations for political contributions. Uh, that's what Campbell wrote in the mid-January letter highlighted in the office's monthly newsletter on Tuesday. The prohibition applies at all times, including after the employee's regular work hours and on weekends and vacations. Oh, you mean I'm on vacation and I can't post about a political event going on? No, you can't. Uh, it doesn't appear that Ash posted on his uh, Facebook page during the workday. Uh, Ash also said he didn't use public computers or other resources for the post, while OCP PF did not find evidence of intentional violation in this instance. We do expect the guidance received during the course of this review will ensure future compliance and no further action is warranted. See, to me, this would uh, this would be a perfect opportunity to add another bit of curriculum to the yeah. Steve Nagel College of Knowledge because, you know, and I'd be happy to teach this course about what is appropriate and inappropriate use of social media. Yeah. Because how many times now have we seen a public official or an elected official or one who has been appointed to a job use social media to talk about politics and it want to bite them right square in the ass. You know what I find the most amusing thing about this? What? A grown man got scolded for his Facebook posts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, he probably, he's probably the kind of guy that winds up in Facebook jail all the time. You ever see those, oh, uh, I know. those people? I know. And hey, they guys, get- I can't post anything on Facebook for a few days because I'm in Facebook jail. Ha, 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 ha. Again, you yeah. know, it's uh, you know there are there are rules, and yeah. uh, you know, really, Facebook, Instagram, the TikToks, you know, the best use of that is for uh, fart jokes, pictures of your food, and duck face selfies. Anything beyond that is a no go. It's a no go. Uh, I just find it amusing that a grown man has been like disciplined by another adult (laughs) it's like like, you know mark zuckerberg just told that guy to go stand on the corner it's like what do you think about what you just did it's like taking your kid's cell phone away because you did something wrong who are these people you're talking to tommy i don't know mom (laughs) they're just my political friends what a naughty 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 chief of staff i don't like that i don't like them one bit now you and your friend Dom Dom, you go and pr- you go do it the right way. Put it on Instagram like everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> that is acceptable. You're making a TikTok. You think you're making TikTok videos? Him and him and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it could be uh, 
it, it, they could have like a TikTok account. That would be great. Yeah, Dom Dom and the Big Ash. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. Do it. The Roman Catholic Diocese of Springfield is suing the city of Northampton after the city issued a stop work order to prevent the removal of stained glass windows from a closed downtown church. The diocese had shut down the St. Mary of Assumption Church as part of a larger series of church closings across Western Mass back in 2010. The building has sat vacant for years and was put up for sale in 2017. According to court documents, the diocese entered a purchase and sale agreement for the building in November of 2022, which included the condition that the building's stained glass windows be removed. A contractor was hired and a work uh, to remove the windows began in December. But the Northampton Building Commissioner issued a stop work order noting that the building is part of the both Elm Street Historic District and the Central Business District, and as such, any alterations to the exterior of the building would need to be reviewed and permitted by the boards of those districts. Well, if it's already been part of the sale um, and that agreement has already been made, yeah, then uh, it seems to me the town has made a great assumption. The diocese. You are, see what I did there? I see what you did. Yeah, yeah I the, tried to be clever, but uh, yeah. really, listen. At least the church is the only business in Northampton not asking for a liquor license. Well, they can't get one <laughs> because the devil has them all. <laughs> the, uh, and he's not paying the taxes on it. The uh, diocese argues that the windows are quote sacred items and under church uh, canon law must be uh, preserved solely for the use in a Roman Catholic church or in a fashion consistent with their sacred nature. Upon removal from the church, the diocese plans to store the windows in a warehouse where they keep other religious items that may be later sent down for elsewhere use elsewhere in the diocese or around the country. And any good Catholic will tell you that canon law always trumps historical uh, you know, ordinances. Of course it does. Always. The diocese argues that the removal of the windows would violate the First Amendment right to freedom of religion under the U.S. Constitution, as well as Article 2 of the Massachusetts Declaration of Rights, which also establishes freedom of worship. The case was originally filed in Hampshire Superior Court in Northampton, but has since been moved to federal court in Springfield. Wow. You think the uh, maestro is going to have to deal with that now? He might. Yeah, the thing with the Catholic Church, they did it with this this church in my town, too. It was the only, it was, you know, there's several Catholic churches, and they closed a bunch of them, and then the only one that's open now near us is the one in Russell. Right. But they closed the one in Huntington, and that thing, the same thing happened. Back in 2010, they closed it, and the thing has sat vacant. Many people have tried to either buy it, but then there's all these stipulations that go along with the sale. Like, you can't have, like, you can't turn it into a bar, you can't mm-hmm. turn it into this or that, you know. It seems kind of, I don't know, contradictory to what they're saying because if you're if you're saying, well, we can't afford to keep these places open, they're just sitting there, and I don't believe they pay property tax on those because that- well, if if it has not yet been sold, yeah, they pay taxes on it. But Did if they. It's- because I thought religious religious organizations were exempt from no, paying yeah, actually, property taxes. No, you might be, you might be right about that. So, what's the incentive to get rid of them? Other than if you're really crying foul that you don't have money, wouldn't you sell off the real estate and try to make generate more funds for yourself? Yeah, but I but I think they. I mean, when it comes to like like things like you know, stained glass windows, I mean, these are pieces of art, really. And so, I mean, I can understand. The, the the desire to keep these things you know for yourself, 
Right, but but also the thing has been on the market for 14 years. Yeah, so it's not like, you know, they were in a rush to get these things out of there. Yeah. yeah I was always surprised when, like, um, like V1, you know, they moved their corporate offices into that church in Hadley. Yeah. I was always surprised they were able to do that, but they did it. But it, but it wasn't a Catholic church. There's a big difference between a Catholic church being sold and, oh, yeah. and any other church being sold. Oh, listen, there are, there are some denominations. They, they don't care. They, they'll, they'll unload it for you know for anything, as long as they're making their cash. Those Unitarians, they don't care. They don't. They, you can get away with anything yeah, with those can, people. You, you can unload that shack. We got a new one uh, going up over here. We'll build one in an hour. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I, I just think it's kind of ridiculous that the Catholic Church kind of, like, holds on to these properties after crying foul, like, they don't have any money. I'm like, you could make a whole ton of money by selling these properties off. Yeah, think about how many lawsuits they could uh, pay off if they could only sell their properties. I always wanted to, uh, I always wanted to op- uh, buy a Catholic Church and open it up and call it uh, as a bar. Uh, oh, yeah. Bloody Marys on Sundays and, uh. I'll call it the thorny crown or the third nail. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, that, those are good. See? Yeah, I like that. I'm telling you. That would be good. I, I'd call, I think it, that would I'd be call good my fun. Catholic bar the 11th commandment. The 11th commandment. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, I, I know the the, the, uh, the social clubs, uh, the ones that used to be open on Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. the old men used to call them going to church. Because they'd go to their mass, yeah, and then right after the the you know the the eight o'clock mass was over at nine o'clock, they'd head over to the clubs and they'd start drinking whiskey. See, I've also heard uh, like I've golfed with guys who said, "Well, let's go the uh, the after we're done here, let's go to the ballet." Well, there is no ballet in Springfield or anywhere around mm-hmm. here. What they were talking about was like going to the Mardi Gras. Oh yeah, yeah. Because of you know, there's so much dance going on. You know, Springfield doesn't have any strip clubs left. I know. Isn't it amazing? That's uh, that's kind of a sad day for the city. It really is. I'm telling you, there are, there are women out there who will dance for food. Yeah. Oh, you. They will slide down a brass pole for food. You want to see a couple of buttheads? <laughs> Go take a look at my social media guy. Yeah, right. The, uh... A U.S. district court has concluded that a portion of the recent Massachusetts law that bans the sale of pork... If a pig is held in a confined space, is unconstitutional. However, the judge says that part of the law can be severed to allow for the rest of the law to stay in effect for now. U.S. District Court Judge William Young in Boston made the ruling on Monday following a lawsuit by the pork producer Triumph Foods and other pig farmers from out of state that believed the pork law violated the U.S. Constitution. Hmm. The law, called the Prevention of Farm Animal Cruelty Act, was approved by voters in 2016 as a ballot question that banned the sale of eggs, veal, and pork from animals held in conditions deemed cruel. The law looked to prevent animal cruelty by getting rid of extreme methods of farm animal confinement. The law states it would be unlawful for a farm owner or operator within the Commonwealth of Massachusetts to knowingly cause any covered animal to be confined confined in a cruel manner. This includes any pens that prevent a breeding animal from lying down, standing up, fully extending their you got to be able to stretch. Yes. The uh, act also makes it unlawful for a business owner to sell products from farms that knowingly confine animals in that cruel manner. The uh, judge determined this part of the law violated the Commerce Clause by discriminating against the out-of-state pork processors. However, the judge ruled that if this is part, if this part of the law was severed, in-state slaughterhouses would face the same regulation as uh, out-of-state. Well, you know what? Good, good. I I think everybody should be held to a very high standard. Because pork products are delicious, 
and they need to be uh, dealt with with care. I'm not really uh, concerned whether the pig could stretch out before he was uh, brutally murdered by. <laughs> don't they? Don't they like slit the necks of the hogs? Um, uh, I don't. Is that how they do that? Something like that. Well, I know I, that I try like, not the cows, to... they take the piston thing to the head and they go yeah. poof, and the thing, cow just drops. You know, when I get like a big platter of pork ribs in front of my face, I try not to ask a whole lot of questions. The yeah. less, the less I know, probably the better. You know, I uh, they say not to give an animal a name because you know then you become close with it. I actually like to name my steaks and my my ribs. Yeah, this one is bossy. And this one is Elsie, and I have to decide which one looks more delicious. I told you about my my friend's wife with Mr. Peepers, right? I don't know. Uh, I have I had these friends come visit me a few years ago, and uh, <clears throat> from upstate New York, and I, I was making breakfast, and I s- said to my friend's wife, "Would you like some bacon?" And she goes, "No, I can't eat bacon." And then, he, of course, it goes into the, "Oh, come on, what do you mean you can't eat bacon?" And mm-hmm. then she tells this story about how when she was a kid, she used to go over to Uncle's farm and Mr. Peepers. Was the was the pig, and she loved playing with Mister Peepers. Sure, like, absolutely, always loved it. cute little pig, all mm-hmm. that stuff. And then uh, finally, one day after a couple of years, uh, she goes and visits the the uncle, and uh, she's eating bacon at the table, and he goes, "Hey, do you like Mister Peepers?" And she goes, "What?" She goes, you're eating Mr. Peepers. We had to put him down. I'm like, what? You know what? That would probably scar me as a yeah. young child, too, and never want to eat bacon ever again. You know, I, I have a cousin who um, who had a pot belly pig as a pet. Yeah. And I suppose if if uh, if it were me and I had a pot belly pig in the house, yeah, I might I might feel a little bad about uh, eating pork products in front of his face. Yeah. Or uh, you know, after you know, God forbid, something happens to the the uh, the pig, and you know, I feel like having a, like a pork sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I probably would have some sort of you know moral uh, you know you know argument about it. Yeah, but like I said, pork is so it is. damn delicious. Well, it's cooked the right way. Oh yeah, no, no, don't don't yeah. get me wrong. I, I wouldn't want like you know pork that's boiled or something you know stupid like that. But like a like a big you know roasted pork butt. Oh yeah, you know like a, or something like a smoked like a, or grilled like, like or something. A pernil. Oh, oh yeah, man, that like is twenty four cloves of garlic and oh, all that Jesus. stuff and a little so, adobo paste that you make for right? it. Right, yeah, right. That's some good stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Suddenly yeah. the moral challenge of eating that wanes the more delicious it is. You're absolutely right about yes, that. Yes, I I know I am. But I wouldn't you name the pig though. Um, well, if, again, if it was a pet, yes, I would name the pig to distinguish it from everybody else yeah. in the house. But uh, as far as once it is on the plate yeah. and served with perhaps a couple side dishes uh, or what have you, then uh, suddenly the name becomes less important to me. Well, I feel like uh, I'm Jeffrey Dahmer when I'm eating a pig. I have to name everybody. This is Fred. Come yeah. here, little buddy. I just want to take some pictures. Yeah. Pictures. Yeah, you yeah, see what I, I did like there? Yeah. Be- before I slaughter you, um, let's watch some videos. Just a couple of videos. Yeah, just a couple of videos. Yeah. I just want to get your thoughts. Here, drink this. <laughs> your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 46. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 49. It is 23 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. 
Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. at 653 in Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and 46 today, sunny and 49 tomorrow. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. This week on Baxi's Musical Podcast, my guest is uh, up-and-coming uh, blues blues and psychedelic rock uh, singer Rain Lafrenier from the band Blue Foria. It's a really cool band out of Portland, Oregon. His uh, debut album has just come out. It's really, really good. Next week, uh, my guest is uh, Mario Loveland from the band The Candy Hearts. This is an amazing story of a woman who was uh, v- verbally uh, and uh, emotionally abused during the Warp Tour back in 2014. She had a very successful career going into it, uh, but she had a very public uh, fight with one, at least one person at, yeah. the, at a new, and, and talked about it at length in a New York Times uh, article. It's an amazing story, and that's coming up on uh, Monday. You'll find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and rock102.com. It's all brought to you by Metro Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Chicopee. Check them out at metrojeep.com. It's all coming up next week on Rock 102. Now, you're married, right? Uh, believe it or not, Steve, uh, next week it'll be for, for uh, five years. Right, but uh, are you, I know your anniversary is right around Valentine's Day, but uh, are, do you celebrate a Valentine's date with your wife? Yeah, I'm sure we'll go out. Great, sure we'll nobody, do something. Great, nobody cares. But what you asked me for? Well, I'm ju- I'm just reading. I'm getting into a story, but the this didn't even factor you into this because you're not part of the group. Gotcha. Someone polled a thousand millennials and Gen Zers who are actively dating and looked at what the perfect Valentine's Day date looks like in 2024. Yeah, boy. Does it involve a dildo from Doctor Sadie? Because uh, I would think that would be uh, something you're gonna. Turns out not much has changed, and we're still pretty traditional. The perfect date starts with flowers or a gift, and mm-hmm. one of you should be picking the other person up. Mm-hmm. Don't make you meet. Don't make them meet you somewhere. What? What's wrong with that? Listen, it depends on when and where you're going. Uh. It, it, yeah, that's kind of dumb. Yeah, you're adults. You can meet up. Like if you're both getting out of work at the same time, I mean, you know, it might be inconvenient to go pick each other up. Well, if the date doesn't turn out to be perfect, you can go your separate ways and you don't have to worry about driving somebody home. That's a good point. Uh, After that, it's dinner and a movie and the night should end with, quote, some form of togetherness. All right. Well, that can mean anything. That's pretty vague. Togetherness. Like intertwining your fingers. Oh, yeah. Well, again, that's not specific. 48% 48% want alone time with their date, mm-hmm. and 43% say a good night kiss would be ideal. Well, you would like to think so if the date goes very well, sure. It uh, also looked at the top plans for young people staying in for Valentine's Day. 61% plan to watch a movie or uh, show together. Uh-huh. 59% will cook a nice dinner together, mm-hmm. and 51% plan to become intimate. 51%? Yeah. What's the other forty nine percent doing? Nothing. They're married. They're the they, that's you. That's the that you're part of that group. You're part of the forty nine percent. The average couple going out on a date will spend one hundred and fourteen dollars. The average couple will, uh, staying in will spend eighty six dollars. Guess how much I'm spending? A big goose egg. A big goose egg. Good Zero for you. bucks. Oh, you're the envy of everybody. Well, you know why? Because it's like it's it, it's like it really is expensive to be in a relationship. Love is not cheap. No, it's and really the, and there's not. There's all these expectations that go along with it. You know, why can't you just be happy with your Taco Bell burrito? What's the matter with you? Uh, you know what? If that's what we decide to do on Valentine's Day, I'd be okay with that. And you know what? But the prices of fast food lately, 
That's a that that's a uh, that's like a better than a diamond ring is getting a meal from Taco Bell with your. <laughs> I'll give you a Baja blast from Mountain Dew to finish it off, too. It's 657 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good luck. Good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Look. I know that everybody is fixated on this Sunday Super Bowl and everything. What would Taylor Swift about the winner first Lombardi Trophy? But there are other things in, that are going on in the world that are just as important, if not more so. And I'll be damned if I'm not ready to start addressing them right here. For example, did you know that next Wednesday, pitchers and catchers are scheduled to report to Fort Myers for Red Sox spring training? It's true. It's also true that the full squad will be joining them a week from Monday. That means it's almost time to make that slow transition away from football into March Madness and then make that gentle entry into opening day at Fenway Park. Don't have the available cash to invest in Red Sox season tickets this year? Not to worry. According to reports, Netflix will be following the 2024 Boston Red Sox all season long with the intention of producing a documentary series about whatever the hell they're going to do this year. That documentary is tentatively scheduled to air in 2025. And while that is a long time to wait, Netflix will also be releasing another Red Sox documentary about the 2004 Boston Red Sox, the very team that broke the curse and won the World Series for the first time in 86 years, back when my grandfather was five. You know, the very team that once gave you joy and hopefulness. That documentary is slated to be released this year. That way, when 2025 comes around, you'll have something to compare it with. Here's my problem with this. It's not like I have a problem reliving the past and holding on to the languishing remnants of my once unbridled glee. It's just that I find it troublesome that it happened 20 years ago. And while the Red Sox did go on to win a few more World Series championships then, the team couldn't be further away from another one than they are right at this very moment. So to document all that potential heartbreak and frustration, I'm not sure how anxious I am to watch it all being played out in a highly produced, multi-episode, binge-worthy documentary series in which I already know how it's going to end. And if my prediction holds true, it's not going to end particularly well. Show me something that reminds me of 2004, and I'm all over it. Show me a team destined for last place again, and I think I've already seen enough. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Have you checked your furnace filters lately? Well, you should. Go to Rocky's, get fresh filters, buy two, get one free. I bet you can learn a lot on how to change those filters just by asking around, because there's good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 710 and Stevie Ray Vaughan with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 46. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 49. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, uh, February is not uh, Heart Awareness Month. It's just Heart Month. Most people that I know have a heart, although there are a few reckless, heartless bastards out there that I have uh, I have met out there. But it is American Heart Month, and in the studio, the studio to talk about is cardiologist Dr. Amir Latfi. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. You know, so uh, a couple things. Yeah, first of all, uh, during COVID, uh, I got diagnosed with AFib and uh, didn't know it. Didn't have any, you know, side. I didn't have any, uh, you know, warning signs that I had it. You know, my wife got me an Apple Watch, and all of a sudden the thing's going ballistic that I'm in atrial fibrillation. I know this is a, a big part of, of cardiology. I, I see a, a cardiologist uh, too, and I'm you know, certainly medicated well enough for it that I'm not having any episodes. But you know, when it comes to 
to heart health, most of the time, short of a heart attack or, or whatever it may be, most people don't even realize that they're having a problem. It, it's when you hear like you know like a heart attacks or a silent killer or blood you know high blood pressure is a silent killer. it's absolutely true you can have these things and never ever know about it you, you are 100 percent correct so atrial fibrillation which is or short for afib is the most common arrhythmia in the united states and the world and as we get older it's more common if you have more comorbidities it becomes more common and to your point anywhere from 40 to 50 percent of the People who go into AFib don't feel it at all. It's a secondary event, meaning they get shorter breath faster because mm-hmm. their heart rate is already going 120, 130. They have a wearable device that indicates their heart rate is going up. So there's two things with atrial fibrillation. One, symptoms, which people lack, but being on medication to control the rate or get them back into a regular rhythm. And two, people who have atrial fibrillation also have a higher risk of stroke. Right. And right. and so those two things um, going together and the population getting older, we'll see more and more AFib. But coming back to your main point, there's a lot of things going in our body that is silent that our body compensates for. And then it hits a threshold and says, I can't compensate more. So for you, yeah. you are relatively young, active, you aren't feeling it. But if you would have not noticed AFib, it would have gradually got to you one well, way that, or the other. And, and that's just the thing. I mean, ha, I mean, I would not have known this right. had I not gotten an Apple Watch. Right. I mean, you know, AFib, you know, it has, you know, I got a family history of it, but I would right. never have considered that that would have been an issue. Right. And, and you know, it, you, people really should know what their heart is doing. So, I mean, how, how should people you view any warning signs i mean what what should people do to figure out whether they they even have this right i think you know to your point a if you have a family history of something talking to your uh physician about it or provider about it that would be one important thing number two being being aware of your body so in your case luckily your wife got you uh uh, an Apple Watch, right? But being aware of what's your normal pulse rate, pulse rate, right? And there, there are many techniques with, without needing a wearable device that you can get it. Um, your blood pressure that goes well, right? Are you exercising? Do you have high? So these are the risk factors: your age, high blood pressure. Do you have sleep apnea or not? All these things changes the dynamic. And check, says, check, and check. Yeah. So these all increase your risk of having atrial fibrillation. Yeah. But you know what? They also increase ha- for multiple other issues, whether it's narrowing or blockage of the blood vessels of the heart or other illnesses that come along. So that's why you want to be on top of it because it, it is true that saying, you know, your body is your temple. If you treat your body well, it treats you well. Right. And there, I mean, there, and there are things that you can do for it too. Right. I mean, you know, in, in my case, it was taken care of medicinally, and I'm still seeing a cardiologist, you know, you know, every couple of months just to make sure everything is is working right. There's also some procedures that can uh, that can be done as well if it, if you just if it can't be regulated through through medication. So you're absolutely correct. So there was actually a couple of nice studies that came out a few years ago looking at people who have atrial fibrillation, and they found out. From a non-pharmacological point of view, a couple of things really help. Exercise and diet, 
which kind of help almost everything. And then alcohol is heavily associated with atrial fibrillation. So decreasing alcohol intake it can significantly reduce the burden of atrial fibrillation. So non-pharmacological, in your case, pharmacological can help. And then number three, if you get to the point where you have tried medications and it's not working, AFib ablation with the new techniques they have, and it really depends. Is it proxismal, meaning does it come once in a while? Mm-hmm. Is it, does it happen every day? Or um, are you in it all the time? Depending on the scenario, you can have a very good effect either of getting rid of it or reducing what we call the burden of AFib. Uh, I just had a couple of questions about, uh, you know, we, it's no secret that uh, people with poor cardiovascular health are also at increased risk of severe illness from COVID, uh, COVID-19. Right. Is, is, is COVID-19 also a cause for poor cardiovascular health? I mean, is that something that can trigger uh, heart disease by, from just having COVID-19? So COVID-19 has been associated with, from a heart-specific point of view, has been associated with, because it causes inflammation. So it's been associated with something called pericarditis or myopericarditis, inflammation around the sac of the heart or the muscle of the heart. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some data that indicates that it might be associated with an increased risk of AFib um, that people can get. So, and then there's the long COVID, so it, which affects the entire body, but when you're not feeling well, that means you're going to decrease your cardiovascular health. Right. This is uh, Dr. Amir Latvi from uh, Cardiologist at Bay State. You know, we were talking before we went on that uh, there's a commercial out that, that's, uh, that's basically saying that uh, during like the Super Bowl, if your favorite team is in the Super Bowl and they happen to be losing, yeah, that might put a lot of stress on your heart. But of course, that they don't mention like the ninety-five pounds of wings and uh, all, you know, the thirty-six, you know, tubs of dip. They're not talking about that stuff. And never mind all the alcohol you're just talking about. But people do put themselves at risk by you know some of their behaviors and situations that they put themselves in. If you're feeling anything that that shows you know some sort of you know if you know, cardiac event. And beyond just calling 911 and getting yourself on an ambulance, you know, what should people do to just make sure that these things don't happen? So, you know, the the old saying, the ounce of, ounce of uh, prevention, enjoy your time. Um, you know, when you're... Because wh- it's short. It's short. <laughs> it is short. Um, and especially as you get older. And so, because I feel it. And so when 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 you realize, hey, look, enjoy enjoy your team, enjoy having fun, but moderation is the key. And to your point, know your body. If if you feel something that's out of real normal, so uh, I'll use the heart attack as an example, time is muscle. So yeah. don't say, you know what, I'll take care of this tomorrow after the game. If there's really concern, seek medical help. But coming back to the basic principle of enjoy your time, but be use use common sense and moderation when you're in- using and, it. And there are televisions in the hospital, so you could finish watching the game if you started having pains at home, uh, take yourself to... Uh, but, but there's not a lot of televisions in the emergency department. Oh, well, well you can bring your phone with you. Right? <laughs> yeah, which, you know what, I have a real problem with. I think there yeah. should be televisions in the emergency room just to pass the time away. Uh, speaking of which, uh, how about a charcuterie board to kind of, you know, make things a little bit more comfortable over there? You know, one of the things that uh, I do want to talk about is, you know, it's been a while since we've had... Uh, 
you know, cardiologist in the studio, and I, I know that there are always advances, like major advances in cardiac health and in procedures and, uh, and, and, and the like. What are the biggest things that are happening right now in, in cardiology? I mean, as, as far as, you know, treating someone who may be having uh, a cardiac event, the heart attack, or, or, you know, on their way to a stroke, what, what are the big developments that are out there now? So I think, you know, from a heart attack, um, heart attack point of view, we've been constantly refining the techniques of managing patients. And one of the biggest ones that is coming along is, surprisingly, when you open up the blood vessel, when it's blocked, sometimes that can cause injury. It's called reperfusion injury. How to mitigate that? So that's going on. But I think the biggest things that are happening are in the world of valves. Mm. Aortic stenosis, mitral regurgitation, tricuspid regurgitation. As the population is getting older, more people are having valve problems. And if you go back 20 years ago, sometimes you couldn't offer anything except palliation. Now with new technologies where you don't have to do open surgery, people are, are talking about going through the groin, putting valves in like aortic valve replacement, sometimes put in clips for mitral valve. And now a new technology has been approved by the FDA for the tricuspid valve, which is the valve on the right side of the heart. There are other modalities coming on for congestive heart failure. Wow. Um, there are new medications coming on board. And we know this, you know, cardiovascular is the number one cause of death in the United States and the majority of the world. So it's something that's ongoing and the new technologies partnering with industry and uh, healthcare, things are rapidly moving forward where today people who had severe aortic stenosis, again, going back 20 years ago, who were 90 years old or 85 who couldn't get treatment, yeah. are now having a treatment and going home in two days. That's amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I remember you know, years ago, if you had you know, one of these problems, a heart attack or you know, your valve issues, I mean, it was basically a death sentence maybe 25, 30 years ago. Now you're having people walk out in two days. It's amazing to me. Yeah, and they can go back to a good quality of life. And wow. to your point, in atrial fibrillation, as we said, is the number one arrhythmia. More and more technologies, a recent FDA um, new technology called pulse field ablation was approved, which um, helps with ablating AFib, but in faster format. So that would be more convenient for patients, if you think about it, less time on the table. So all these things are moving forward and they're moving rapidly. And the good news is people are putting the time, energy, and the right studies are happening to make sure these things are effective. So when we put it out in the general population, it helps. And from a base state health, this is really important for us because we're the largest hospital in Western Massachusetts. You know, people sometimes forget we're the number one hospital for treating heart attacks mm-hmm. and stents. I think last year we were close to doing 400 aortic valve replacement yeah. procedures in the, in the department. So this allows to have the best technology and the best people in our in our area to take care of our local population. Uh, February is American Heart Month. Uh, it's all fascinating stuff. Doc- uh, I'm sorry. You're saying avoid the salt lick in the gallon-sized jar of nacho cheese from Costco for the Super Bowl party. Is that yes, what you're basically yes, saying? Yes, yes, yes. I know people will hate me uh, for saying that, you, but yes, you yes. You doctors are yes. no fun. All yeah. your rules. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dr. Mir Lotfi, it's great to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming in. 
Thank you for having me. Thank you. Have a great day. It's 723 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Live in concert. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 729, and Alice Cooper with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 46. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 49. It's uh, 23 right now in downtown Springfield, where the sun is always shining at 45 Fisher Avenue when Marty Caproni comes in the broom. Hey, <laughs> fellas. What a what a shocker that yeah. you would show up on a Thursday. I just figured I'd come in right after the heart attack guy. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to be around for yeah, that, that because then he would have scolded you. He, yeah. he should have come to the lunch with us like last week i hid in the back I was, I was peeing i could hear him leaving and i yeah. was like should i say something to him or no? <laughs> he's like ah it's a nice uh <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he was he was saying to Bax, he was like uh t- they were talking about uh medication and stuff and i was like uh did Bax mention the bacon hash at uh <laughs> listen i, I don't, I don't get it every time i go yeah okay. well see that's it's uh, the healthy changes yeah. that you gotta make you know for the first time in my life I'm the healthiest person in this room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I don't know if that's a great compliment to you or if it's just more of a real warning yeah, sign yeah, for Bax and I. Yeah. yeah. Never know. Yeah, I don't you know. Never know. He but, was, I, but now I have to. So now I'm worried about, well, is it, is it me who's the sickest? I don't even know. No, I, mean, I, I have no idea. I, I think it's me. You know, uh, that was one thing. I've never really had high blood pressure. I've always been able to control it without meds. Uh, but uh, when I went in for my procedure there uh, last week, they yeah. were like, hey, your blood pressure, uh, is it just because we're in white coats? Maybe it's a little higher than it's normally. I was like, well, what is it? It was like 190-something oh, over geez. something dude, else. Dude, dude, oh, my God, you're, you're bleeding gravy at that point. Yeah, so I was just like, yeah, I got to get this yeah, uh, under it, control. It's funny. I was just talking to the doctor off the air, and I had like yeah. this cold thing. Remember, remember the, the last week of Christmas when you were in here, and I had a bloody yeah, nose yeah, and all this yeah, other yeah. stuff? It was from the ex- – I, my blood pressure was spiking, and I've, I've been pretty good about – pretty proud of actually keeping my blood pressure at like a pretty yeah. awesome rate. And uh, my blood pressure was spiking like crazy, and it was because I was taking Mucinex. You sure it wasn't ex- from the rails of oh. Coke you were doing off the turntables? Could have been that. Yeah, you're not supposed to sniff What did the I tell you <laughs> about releasing <laughs> HIPAA information <laughs> on this show? <laughs> I will never work here again. It's 732. But, but yeah, it had something to do with that. <laughs> News is next to Rock 102. Do big name dealerships have your back? Ups discount furniture. 735 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Big Y. Join my Big Y today and start earning Big Y your uh, start earning Big Y your family market. Is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. A former Franklin County police officer was sentenced to prison for having thousands of child sexual abuse files, according to the Northwestern DA's office. Forty-two-year-old Jacob Risley of Buckland. A former part-time police officer for the towns of Bernston and Buckland was sentenced to four to five years in state prison, followed by probation for five years at a change of plea hearing on Monday. In 2021, Risley pleaded not guilty to multiple counts of child pornography after police received a cyber tip from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Members of the Northwestern DA's State Police Detective Unit, along with the Cyber Crimes Unit, uncovered tens of thousands of additional images and videos hidden on Risley's electronic devices. During the investigation, there were highly organized folders found on a cell phone with apps labeled with graphic, degrading names and containing images of exploited children. There was also a photo of clothed children playing in public locations all over Franklin County. 
That's Jesus. disturbing. Oh, yeah. God. Thanks to the uh, hard work and ingenuity of the main forensic examiner, Mass State Police Detective Josh LeMay, the investigation uncovered the extent of Risley's activity. On uh, Monday, Risley changed his plea to six counts of possession of child pornography and single counts of posing a child in a state of nudity and videotaping. It goes on to be uh, his grossest stuff that he did. Uh, But at least these dirtbags in jail now. You know? Unbelievable. Unbelievable story. Uh, Springfield Mayor Dom Dom's chief of staff had to remove three political fundraising posts from his social media account after state officials reviewed a complaint that he allegedly violated campaign finance law. Tom Ash, a former Springfield City Councilor, made more than 50 political posts on his personal Facebook page between October 21 and December of 2023, but he agreed to remove the posts dealing with fundraising events for three different candidates, according to a recent letter sent to him by Bill Campbell. Uh, director of the Office of Campaign and Political Finance. A grown man got scolded for his Facebook posts. Got a strongly worded letter. Yeah. Campbell, who said his office uh, <laughs> completed its review of the complaint, reminded Ash that public uh, officials cannot seek public or cannot seek contributions for candidates or other political purposes under state law or engage in other political activities during the workday. The restriction applies to limit public employees' use of social media for political purposes. Basically, they said... We didn't find any really wrongdoing, right? But he knows better now. You know, I, anytime I see um, any political post on social media, I immediately ignore it and <laughs> don't pay any kind of attention to it because it's usually just pisses me off and makes me sick. So, I mean, no offense to Tom Ash, a perfectly nice guy, known him for a long time. Every time he puts a political post, hate to tell you, Tom, I ignore it. I don't. I, 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 it says, would you like to snooze Tom for 30 days? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I would. <laughs> He's a nice guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I listen. Just, uh, I'm not interested in what you're throwing out there. Same thing with like, uh, and we get them all the time, you know, all the damn time. Emails, like they're like, uh, you know, press releases of all these political events, uh. like you know, fundraising events they want us to go to. And for whatever reason, we're included on it. Never, ever, ever took anybody up on it. The only time I've accidentally been at a political fundraiser is because I happened to be in the building at the same time and accidentally walked in without uh, knowledge that this other event was going on. I used to be politically active in my like 20s and early 30s, and I think about it now. And but I was just, it just to pick up chicks? No, it was yeah. just... It was just um, my friends were in politics and stuff, so mm-hmm. you get wrapped up in it. And when I think back to it now, I'm like, what a big chunk of energy and time and money in my life that I wasted uh, not doing anything that would actually affect any change. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, I, think, I think that's the mistake in uh, believing in politics at all, yeah. is that uh, you know I'm going to support a candidate that will change everything in his two-year term. Yeah. I, I don't even I don't even think anymore like when I see I mean obviously like the, the I have friends that are pl- politicians that I like you know the mayor of my town John he's a friend of mine I like John yep. you know the uh, Dom I like Mayor Dom Dom I like these people Nick I like I th- I think they're I like them uh, and and I think if you like somebody and you want to vote for them then go vote for them but the the now it's starting to ramp up on Facebook. Are you getting like all the people posting about uh, Trump and Biden and all Biden day, and Trump yeah. and Trump and Biden? Long. And I just I feel almost bad because it's like so far down the rabbit hole. It's like, hey man, just vote vote for who you want to vote for, and then spend the rest of your day yeah if not you, being all angry. And if you post a, a, a new story about 
like a, a penis. You know, yeah. I will like that one yeah. every single time. Yeah, I may even one. share it. You know, but but if you post like a political post on anything, Instagram or or Facebook or what have you. I might as well delete you as a friend. Well, if that's your jam, you're going to love my new Facebook profile pic. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be up long, but. Uh, uh, well, yeah, like things well, like this interest me more. The uh, allegations sound like a storyline from Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. This, uh, this uh, 35 minutes north of Waco, the small Texas town of Clifton is made of a population of about 3,500 people, most who work in the farming and ranching industries, but the police force there was more than ready to take on an alleged meth ring operating in part out of the local Dairy Queen. What? They were yeah. selling ice cream. Why, this meth, meth is scrum delicious. <laughs> it is. What do you get, like a little meth crumbles for your Sunday? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, give me some chocolate jimmies and some of that meth crumbles. Uh, in what has been dubbed by authorities as Operation Blizzard. Ooh, I see what you're <laughs> oh, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chief Blanton's nine person police force on January 26th <laughs> arrested. This is like going out to Buckland and picking up that guy with <laughs> yeah. the, 10 people. Uh, uh, 20, on January 26th, arrested 10 people officials say worked at the Dairy Queen in Clifton. During their brief employment there, they allegedly sold meth out of the fast food chain known for its burgers and ice cream. Actually, it's known for its ice cream. I didn't really. Associate. Oh, they have a pretty good burger. The Dairy yeah. Queen on Memorial Drive used to have a good burger. How did they do it? I, do you remember that movie in the 80s? Uh, I think it was like Can't Buy Me Love or one of them ones. It had Patrick uh, Dempsey in it. Oh, it was, uh, uh, it was pizza, the pizza Lover Boy. Lover Boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah that I was will, a good movie. I would like uh, extra anchovies on my pizza. And, and that meant that he would go to the house and have sex with these women. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. a gigolo. But yeah. he never really had sex with any of them. The whole movie was based around... It was the 80s, so it was like all harmless, right? Well, he was just basically talking to them and then like fixing their marriages. Yeah, they really somehow made it like a lighthearted story, whereas if you just read the facts of that story to somebody, it would sound awful. Yeah, well, wasn't Patrick Dempsey like 16 years old in the 80s? Probably, No, that's yeah. why you didn't have him yeah. involved in a lot of sexual activity in Probably the film. on that cop's phone, but uh, the... Oh. the, uh, the, the, the uh, um, the thing with the uh, the thing with the uh, uh, that movie makes me wonder if that's what they did. And you pull up to the drive through, you're like, "Let me have a blizzard with extra whatever, you know, like whatever topping yeah. it was." Well, yeah, you ever like you see these stories about how these like these fast food chains have these off menu items? Well, can you imagine yeah. going to a Dairy Queen? I would like the off menu brazier, please. Yeah. Can I have the meth Sunday? I have a big <laughs> test coming up, and I need to be up for the next thirty six hours. I wouldn't mind getting a little meth in my ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if oh. you're gonna combine things. You've got meth in my ice cream. Yeah. You've got, got ice, ice cream, cream in my meth. meth. <laughs> that's, that's usually a problem. You never know what it's going to come in handy when you have a hankering for some ice cream and you have to walk to New York City. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Ooh. you need a little extra energy. Ooh, this is good. This is like crack. Steve's been uh, eating a lot of ice cream, but he did 438 miles on the Peloton <laughs> yeah. last night. Well, he, it was a little amped up. Pa yeah. Power in your house with your Peloton. Yeah, that's yeah. how we do it. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 46. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 49. It is 25 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Looking for roses? 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.50 in Journey with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and 46 today, sunny and 49 tomorrow. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. So, um, uh, Marty Caproni is in the studio. Uh, yes, he is. Very good. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> you get any on you there, Steve? A little bit. All right. Good to see you. Good to see you. So, what do you got going on uh, this week? Well, Anything you know, interesting? It's, it's funny you brought it up. It is Thursday, which could be a coincidence or not why I stumbled in here this morning. But uh, it is Thursday, and... Uh, uh, a friendly reminder to everyone, tonight, as there is every single Thursday, yeah. we will be at the Shortstop Bar and Grill, uh, Loft Comedy, doing uh, our $20 uh, dinner showcase. Yeah. Comedy show yeah. and dinner for 20 bucks. And tonight's meal, uh, Monica gave word, uh, is chicken cacciatore Ooh. with rice salad. Ooh. With rice, rice salad? No, rice and salad. Rice and salad. They're yeah. two separately? Yes, two separate wow. things. Not a rice that salad. That is oh, impressive. Right. Wow. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the food is, uh, she does a great job. Their their kitchen there, those, those they, they work they work real hard. So they did barbecue a couple weeks ago and everything. Mm-hmm. So this is the first chicken cacciatore. So I'm all excited about it because that's one of my favorite dishes. Well, every, everybody who's gone has had a good time. What, what, yeah. what, what is that, uh, the cacciatore? I always get confused. The chicken cacciatore? Yeah, what is, what is that? Like it's, a, like, uh, it's like a chicken. You do it with like a, like a tomato base, almost like a tomato sauce yeah. sort of. But not like too saucy. It's more a little more soupy usually. It's it's, it's kind of like a stew. Yeah, almost. and it's got uh, hmm. usually you got bell peppers in there, onions, mushrooms. Sometimes you, mm-hmm. you get it all mixed in there with the chicken. Yeah. You let it simmer for twenty bucks uh, for some great food and some mediocre comedy. I uh, be you happy know, listen. You said you're coming tonight, so <laughs> I'm am, glad yeah. you're contributing <laughs> well, to that <laughs> mediocre comedy. I'll be I'll be giving good comedy. I don't know what kind of comedy. I, you'll I, be I only give ten percent. All right. When I'm there. No, you you do great. So you're you're coming, and tonight you don't have the kids, so you don't uh, you don't have to bounce right. in first and run out and run right out. Nope, I'm just gonna go in there and uh, do my uh, two or three minutes, and then leave. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, wow, two or three minutes. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to be doing it later in the evening. <laughs> well, it's going to be fun tonight. Tonight we have uh, s- some new faces people haven't seen before. We got a kid coming in from uh, Boston. My my buddy Matty P. Brown, who uh, he was just at the Wilbur not too long ago, the Wilbur Theater in Boston uh, with uh, Brian Glowacki. He's coming in to close out. Uh, myself, Nagel. There's some new faces on there. Uh, I think Brian Plum said he's going to come by. Everyone mm. loves Plum. Um, we got that new kid, John Bartolucci. Oh yeah, yeah, he was really, really guy. funny yep. kid. So yep. he's he's gonna come back and do five, and uh, it's gonna be a fun night. Everyone who's been coming out has been having a good time. So the only thing I tell everyone: uh, if you want tickets, get them now. You can uh, hop on uh, Venmo or you can uh, Facebook message me on the website. Yes, that's how on you the get Facebook tickets page. to yeah. the uh, to the big <clears throat> show. Yep. So- um, Let's change. Uh, yeah, all right. Okay. Clutch. Uh, did you ever you ever throw a party when your parents were away when you were a kid? Uh, my parents used to leave every weekend. Lucky. Every Lucky dude. Well, well, look who they had as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, could you believe? So I'm I'm frankly shocked they came back. But uh, no, we always had a boat growing up, like a little boat down in Connecticut, and my pa- it was like a campground almost, like on the water. You know, it's a boat. Right. And uh, my parents, we we grew up down there on the weekends. But once I was like 12 and 13 years old, I was working on the weekends at the hotel in Chicopee, which now is the Motel 6. It used to be the Seuss Chalet. So my parents would let me stay home. My older brother who's four years older. He had work. So the two of us, we kind of had our own thing going from the time I was like 13 every weekend, which was awesome. So we used to 
I know some of my friends are listening back in the day. We used to th- we threw a party here and there. And, a real uh, ripper, huh? Uh, we uh, had a couple that got yeah, real out of hand. Nice. Well, a TV station in Cincinnati just talked to a mother named Bridget Strahan after her kid's party got out of hand. While she was out of town last weekend, her 18-year-old daughter threw a rager and made the invitation public. More than 100 kids showed up for it, and some of them decided to intentionally trash the place just to get her in trouble. <laughs> it, if it was like a broken vase or something, I don't think the mom would have been too mad, but she says it was legit vandalism. They ripped her counters off the wall, the kitchen counters. Oh, yeah. Wait. Smashed That's a, a guitar. Yeah. Smashed a guitar, <laughs> poured booze in the washing machine. What a waste of booze. I'm uh, kidding. Super glued cups and cinnamon to the countertops, and some idiot ate one of her plants. She uh, Even worse, she says they puked it back up. They also stole a porcelain goose named Betty from her front porch that she loved so much, and a friend gave it to her a while back, and someone from the uh, party decided to hold Betty hostage. They made a TikTok video just to taunt her. They also taped a photo of the goose to her mailbox and wrote, We have Betty. Uh, <laughs> Somebody on Facebook started a support group called Bring Betty the Porch Goose Back, and it quickly racked up about 4,000 members. Here's one piece of good news, though. Uh, someone found Betty dumped in a yard across the street from her daughter's high school rival. So there's a hole in there that needs to be repaired, but uh, she's still in one Betty's piece. Betty's still in one yeah. piece? Lots of happy. Bridget uh, thinks she has a pretty good idea which mm-hmm. kids trashed her house, and she's in contact with the police so they could face <laughs> charges for it. So <laughs> I wonder if I should tell this story. First of all, let me say this. That news story gives me hope about this new generation. You, you, yeah. right? right? I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, like, all right. Yeah, for all right. the ones that say these kids don't go out and do anything. Yeah, they don't, yeah they're right. always now playing they do. their video games. Well, guess what happens? They still got it in them when you, when you get yep. them out there. When I, when I was coming up, uh, we had a kid that we were friends with, our buddy John. He, he, was, um, he was a freshman uh, at uh, Chickabee High, mm-hmm. and he made the mistake when his parents said they were going away for the weekend of telling everybody his parents are going away and he wanted to have a party. No, bad move. And me and my buddy Jay were like, we think that's probably a bad idea, dude. Like, you probably shouldn't tell everybody. Uh, when I say it was the <clears throat> biggest party I've ever seen in my entire life, it was big. The stairs broke from the amount of people on oh the stairs God. going to the basement. <laughs> um, these pe- he When he saw the amount of people... Yeah, he locked himself in his parents' room and had a nervous breakdown. Just played Nintendo for the whole night while everyone ransacked the house. Wow! I, and his parents were the nicest people. They took, they took jewelry. They took china. They took That's everything. Right. See that? You know, they, they, why can't you just destroy things? Right. Yeah, well, it's so much easier to break stuff yeah. than to steal stuff. Right. And, and it, I still remember. <laughs> I still remember when the cops came. We were all we all herded out into the backyard, yeah. and we were trapped because the cops. By the way, every five minutes you'd hear a keg hit the floor and go dink. You hear, yeah, <laughs> and then and then you hear kegs out, and you hear five minutes like dink, and it was because there were kids in college. I was seeing kids that graduated with my brother five years before that went to Westfield State and stuff. They, like it was it was a legitimate bash of a party. Other yeah. schools, colleges, everything. We all heard it into the backyard, and the cops, the, every cruiser in Chicopee was at this house. It was in West, uh, in uh, Weathering Heights. And I remember we were all trapped in the backyard. We're like, we're going to get arrested. And one of my, two of my buddies were like, no, we're not. They picked up one of the kegs that was outside, 
and they just threw it through the wooden fence in the backyard, and the whole panel of the fence came down, <laughs> and just like cattle running free, everyone just everyone just ran through the neighborhood. It's like just the running like, of the bulls. Like, in Spain. Yeah, it's like, literally what it was like. Out, yeah. it was, <laughs> it's like Ferris Bueller running in the backyard. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And it was the kind of party that people would make a movie about. You know what I mean? <laughs> like an awesome. 80s movie about? Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. This is it's, why I'm never leaving my kids alone. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's 7.59 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Rock 102. Rock 102 has your big game hookup. One lucky listener is going to Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people. Rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, what do you say we peel away from the pervasive hubbub of this Sunday Super Bowl and talk about something entirely different? You know, like women's basketball, for example. I don't usually give women's basketball a whole lot of attention, and there are probably a handful of reasons for that, most of which have nothing to do with any misogynistic preconceived notions of women's basketball. It's just I really don't care that much, unless there's something extraordinary to talk about, and today there is. As some of you might know, last night, UConn's Gino Oriyama became only the third Division I college head basketball coach to win 1,200 games in a career. Imagine that. 1,200 wins. That puts him two wins behind former Duke head coach Mike Krzyzewski and Stanford's Tara Vandeveer, who leads them all with 1,206 wins during her amazing and incredible career. Last night's win came at the expense of Seton Hall, who were spanked by the UConn Huskies 67-34. to That's not just winning your 1,200 game. That's bulldozing your way right through it. Now, I think we can all agree that winning 1,200 games is, in fact, a glorious milestone achievement. But get a load of this. Tara Vanderveer has won 1,206 games, but has lost 239 of them. That's a winning percentage of 828. Mike Krzyzewski has a record of 1,202 wins and 368 losses. That's good enough for only 766 for a winning percentage. Gino, on the other hand, has won 1,200 games and has only lost... 160 times, which is a winning percentage of 889, a 61-point differential. What's even more impressive is that Gino was able to reach 1,200 wins, coaching in 26 games less than Vandeveer and 205 games than Mike Krzyzewski. Now, you might say, well, Baxi, comparing Gino Ariyama to Mike Krzyzewski is like comparing apples to oranges. They're coaching at two entirely different levels. You know, you know what? Yeah, right. I got a lot of nerve comparing 11 UConn championships to the five national titles won by Coach K at Duke. I don't know what I was thinking of what came over me. I guess by that logic, winning 1,200 games in a fraction of the time isn't all that impressive at all. I guess I stand corrected. But hey, and never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, the Craftsman 12-gallon wet-dry vac. That thing really sucks, and it's only 80 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. Every shop or garage needs a Craftsman wet-dry vac, and you can get yours now, only 80 bucks at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 in the Rolling Stones at Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Uh, sunny with a high of 46 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 49. It's 25 and down to Springfield. I'm sorry. I just had a flashback of the when it was the Bax, Stephen, Dave show. And uh, that guy would come out of the break and then, like, have some 
supposedly interesting fun fact about yeah. a song, and it was, uh, I can't remember what song it was by the Rolling Stones. Oh, g- Gimme Shelter, yeah. about the woman who had a, a miscarriage. Yeah, he's like, imagine doing that show with a miscarriage. <laughs> he said that? He, he did, and uh, we were just like, and you can go back and listen to the clip. It's it's all online. Oh, and, it's uh, still there. Yeah, all brought to you by Mark Hart Ford. <laughs> 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 Marty Caproni is in the studio. It's good to have you back. Good to be here. Good yeah. to be here. Looking Hell forward yeah. to tonight. Hope everyone gets their tickets. Yeah. That comes out to shortstop. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we're gonna have fun, man. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good night. It's already shaping up. Some people are already buying online right now. Sending me some Venmos and uh, reserving. So uh, get them now. I'm really, uh, I'm really getting back into this uh, thing, and I gotta thank you for, uh, yeah, for, man. for giving me some time to to do all this stuff. And uh, you know, I see people coming back uh, to see me again and again and yeah. again, and it's like. Wow, you actually like what I have to say, even though I've said the same thing like a hundred times. But uh, I was told, uh, you know, it's cool watching the the jokes evolve. Well, I mean, there are some people listen to Tom Petty songs a million yeah. times and never get sick of them. So yeah, yeah, a couple true. jokes yeah. to you. <laughs> this is true. I guess I could, nothing. <laughs> a couple times, yeah, <laughs> an hour, a couple times an hour. Uh, but it's uh, it's nice that I have something close to my house now. Yeah, no, we uh, we uh, we love doing it there, man. That that the place is awesome. It really, really is an awesome spot. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, the, every every show has been very close to sold out, if not sold out. And uh, I'm hoping that tonight is no different. So I hope people uh, show up. You know, you can buy them at the door too if you need to, twenty five. But uh, if you want to get the twenty dollar price, buy them now and uh, or reserve through the Facebook. All right, there you go. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm going to shift gears here. Are you sure you want to do that? You keep shifting gears. Well, I would think the shameful self-promotion could go on for another two hours. I really needed this all day. We don't have time for that. (laughs) I mean, we do, but. (laughs) We kind of do, but we don't. Uh, Valentine's Day is is next week. Uh, But if you want to, like, break up with somebody, here's a great thing from Pizza Hut. (laughs) Pizza Hut? Yeah. I'm I'm joke. I'm being facetious. Anything is great coming from Pizza Hut. (laughs) But Pizza Hut is here to help lessen the breakup uh, blown with goodbye pies. The company is letting soon-to-be exes send a free hot honey goodbye pie from now and through Valentine's Day. By ordering online, Pizza Hut will generate a breakup excuse that will be written on the box that contains a broken pizza heart. The limited edition pizza uh, offer is only available in New York City, Chicago, and Miami, but Massachusetts residents are not entirely out of luck. Pizza Hut can also send a breakup text to your future ex with a gift card for a goodbye pie. So uh, while you may break their heart, at least they won't be hungry. Oh, hey. Yeah, yeah. Would, you, would you write that on there? P- I, what a uh, Of all the angles that I've seen people try to work, what a dumb angle. Well, what if uh, you just wrote Happy VD on it, but you meant... <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a way to end yeah, a good that's relationship. A, that's a good way to, to let somebody know that you might not have been clean the entire time <laughs> oh, you were God. together. Oh, God. <laughs> and what better way to do that by sending a dirty pizza pie from Pizza Hut? <laughs> yeah, what's, yeah, right. what's on the pie? Some antibiotics, some, uh, you know... Yeah, uh, penicillin, <laughs> yeah. The Valtrex, Valtrex, yeah. Valtrex stuffed crust. <laughs> you know, the fact that we all said that, that herpes medication in unison may not be the best... Well, that's, 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 that's not to draw conclusions about that. I'm just saying. <laughs> mm, yeah, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I'm just predicting a lonely valentine you know what I, which is fine you know what's yeah. a good promotion that i still think about that you talked about one of the last times i was in here was that applebee's <laughs> gift card thing oh we talked about that this morning 
We talked about it this morning because it was so popular, they're going to do it another thousand of them. Well, they said 1,000 of them will be available. But my issue was last time. Per location time, or just 1,000? 1,000 across the country. Wow, that's gone. But the but my problem with it was they never said how many they gave away the first time, how many they let right. people purchase. I'm thinking it, even if they gave away one, right. they've fulfilled their obligation to a, a, a promotion that, oh, yeah, we did sell these things. One guy got them, but, yeah, but so they the, didn't say how many were, were given away. So I don't know if it's even real. Because I have any, it's not like you see a news story about, oh, I'm the lucky guy who got an Applebee's uh, $200 gift card. Yeah, I, I just think of it every time I drive by the Applebee's because I'm like, that ah, probably would have been a good investment. Yeah. Yeah, some of these people worry about cryptocurrency yeah. and stocks and 401ks, but. Uh, that Applebee's thing seemed like a good investment. If you just stopped there every week on your way home and picked up two meals. See, I have a hard time imagining someone obtaining a gift card from an Applebee's, regardless of how you do it. And the first yeah. thing in their mind is, how did I get so lucky? Well, yeah. go ahead. Like, it's like it's, my first thought would be, how can I get rid of this? <laughs> Going to Applebee's is like being in an abusive relationship. It's like, you know, they promise they're going to be good again. But then you keep going back, and, and it's get, just a world of disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. like Applebee. You beat I, up my bowels again. <laughs> I did. You know what? I did have the. Uh, I did have the. The Alfredo at Applebee's. Oh, why? That was a good why decision. Why would you do that? Oh yeah, my stomach's still not over that. Yeah, yeah. But what was other that, like, than three that, weeks I, ago. Yeah, but yeah. other than that, I like Applebee's. You know what I mean? Like other than that, I. Uh, of course I, you do. You like horrible things like ketchup on hot dogs. Why wouldn't you like uh, a place like Applebee's? Well, I mean, I don't like. It's not like my preferred place, but when it's open, there's nothing else open at eleven at night. Yeah. You go to Applebee's. They have the half price apps. You know, f from nine to close. How well, desperate you got to be as a restaurant to stay open later than everybody else? Hey, look, we're here. We have food. That's their slogan. Yeah. They're here and they're family, isn't it? No, that's what, Olive Garden. Uh, when I hear the promise of half-price apps, yeah. what that says to me is not we're cutting you a deal. What it says to me is we're just going to throw it away if you don't want it. <laughs> if you, if you do. That's, I mean, that's, what, that's yeah. how I feel this about it. This could go down your gullet or in the trash. Up to you. <laughs> Those are the Stop by. It's, a, it's the one thing my dog will not eat from the trash. <laughs> even even he has standards. Even the I can bring home a to-go box from Applebee's, <laughs> put it in the trash. Yeah, you really The dog Applebee's. just rips the trash bag open, and, and the one thing that will still be there will be the cheeseburger egg rolls that I didn't finish <laughs> oh, the night before. Yeah. That's a, my stomach just tossed just thinking about cheeseburger egg rolls my stomach just turned over now are you doing anything for uh, for super bowl no i don't think so no probably just uh sit on the couch and watch a game or... well do you want to go through the read through of the script that day and then we can oh uh, yeah you still <laughs> i still send you the occasional tiktok you, video you sent me one yesterday yeah, yeah. Uh, of the people talking about the script who is everyone saying is gonna win are they saying it's the chiefs they're yeah, saying, well, they're saying that San Francisco is favored, but slightly favored. So it, yeah. it could go either way. I, I now, who do you want to see win? I want to see Brock Purdy win. I want to see uh, Patrick Mahomes win. What? You're yeah. just being controversial. No, I, I want to. I want to. I He's want already the, won. Listen, if the script doesn't play out, there's going to be a lot of uh, <laughs> broken-hearted Taylor Swift fans out there. If she doesn't run out to that 50-yard line and give him a big smooch, and then he proposes I, to her, that's what I said. Yeah. I said yeah. I wonder if he propose if he wins. 
I wonder if he proposes to her on the field. Probably not, he right? He hands over the Super Bowl ring to her. They don't uh, get the ring. They right don't get it right away. Why? What do you mean they don't get it right away? They, they make the months? shirts up ahead of yeah, time. It's, no. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it takes months that? to put that together. Did you ever see that Ethiopian kid wearing a big ring on his finger? <laughs> I've seen a lot of Ethiopian kids wearing Buffalo Bills Super Bowl champ right, shirts. Right, right, right. How about them? That was was that terrible? Did you see that? The they missed the field goal again. Wide oh, right again. Unbelievable. Buffalo fans, my heart was breaking for you. I, I said it to Cohen on, on Monday. I said, are you telling me that's not fixed with that Lions game? All of a sudden they just forgot how to play football the second half of the game? You, listen, it's I don't think that was fixed. I think that's what happens when a team's ahead and they go, let's just coast and try to make it through. Let's be conservative. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's part of the script that the Lions lost. I think the reason why they lost is, is because the Detroit Lions, and it's the worst organization in all of football. They're pretty good now, though. Now they're good, but it's only taken 80 years for that to happen. Hey, listen, I, I'm not saying anything because uh, Lord knows what might, we might be in for with our Patriots over the next 10 to 15 years. You know, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you're going to go back to the dark ages again. And Gerard Mayo saying that uh, Mr. Kraft has got money to burn. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah, you know who doesn't think that way? Uh, Mr. Kraft. <laughs> He's uh, he's not exactly the most free spending guy. I don't know about that. I I think uh, you know he. Uh, I think he's gonna put a few bucks up and see what happens. You never heard the Pete Carroll story? What Pete Carroll story? So when Pete Carroll came to the Patriots to to coach for the Patriots, his uh, his idea and vision that he had told them that he wanted to create was what they had in San Francisco. He wanted it to be a first-class organization, kind of like what Belichick ended up doing. But Pete didn't have full control like Belichick did. So, you know, they have that um, dinner the, for, like, the free agents and all the people that are coming in, like yeah. the draft picks and everything. So they're, they have, like, a lunch. And uh, apparently, and this is this is the way the story was told to me. This is all, you know, hearsay. But apparently uh, what is being said is when they did that, Pete Carroll like told them we need the caterers to come in. We need you know good food, or whatever. And uh, someone in the uh, in the crafts, uh, I think they said Bob maybe said no, uh, no, nah, nah, just serve them uh, just sandwiches. And they got there was just like bologna sandwiches, and and Pete Carroll was like, <laughs> oh, this is bad. This is really bad. This is not a good sign at all. And then, of course, you know he went to the uh, Seahawks, and uh, they did put uh, the money behind him and give him some control and uh, I don't think you can argue yeah. with his results. He did pretty well. Who doesn't like a good bologna sandwich? That's also true. Right? But when you think of that now, the way players manage their diets like so crazy and everything, could you imagine just <laughs> serving bologna sandwiches? I was like, Tom Brady was eating avocado ice cream. Yeah. Like, uh, Can you argue with it though? No. The, the guy, the I bet you next year, if there was a team that needed a quarterback, there are people that would that would hire him on the spot. Yeah, except he's going into uh, going to be working for Rock Fox. And he's not gonna, sure. He's, he's making tons of cash. Right. right. Yeah, but I mean, how <clears throat> how crazy is it at this late of his life that he's still a desirable option of, for quarterback? Yeah. Did, did you see the numbers for Sunday? What's that? Taylor Swift's favorite number is thirteen. <laughs> the Super Bowl is fifty-eight. Five plus eight is thirteen. There you go. It's played on two eleven. 11 plus 2 is... 13. Yeah, and Chiefs are playing the 49ers. 4 plus 9 is... 13. And what's 100 minus 13? What? What's 100 minus 13? 87. What number jersey does Travis Kelsey wear? 
It's 825 on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. 832 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-in bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Traffic alert. Hug. I got a Facebook message about this, and then I just looked it up on Channel 3's uh, website out of Hartford. State police reported possible injuries in a crash that closed I-84 in Manchester this morning. Ooh. The DOT said the crash uh, closed the westbound side of the highway between exits 59 and 58. The crash happened around 6.50 a.m., Multiple vehicles are involved. One patient has already been transported to the, from the scene by ambulance, and uh, no word on the cause, but uh, they're advising uh, to p- plan a different route because there will be some delays, you know? I would assume so. Uh, hey, this day in history. If you're old enough to remember, then you know just how crippling the blizzard of 1978 was. Oh, boy. You want to take... You're taking me back. Sometimes referred to as the week the state stood still, and it was caused by a historic blizzard that slammed into New England 46 years ago. From February 5th through the 7th, the blizzard of 78 paralyzed New England, especially Massachusetts. While the storm was crippling here in western Mass, it was southeastern New England that bared the brunt of the storm. Between 18 and 24 inches of snow fell across uh, western Mass, but the highest amount of snowfalls were 36 inches of snow uh, down in Connecticut. Uh, strong winds along with heavy snow and whiteout conditions. I don't remember any of this. I remember every bit of it. It was the craziest freaking day ever. Yeah. And, and, the cra- and, the, and the worst part about it is they didn't expect it. It was like a surprise yeah. storm. We are, I, I was in school, 78, so it would have been 12. It's 1978 at school, and they canceled school late in the day because they thought, well, eh, maybe, maybe, maybe about an inch or two. It'll and all let of a sudden, up. it's three feet of snow. Wow. Yeah, there was no Doppler radar back then or anything. And I remember down near where you were, I remember Providence. There's still pictures, and I, I saw it in one of the Providence journals years back. Yeah. Uh, pictures of the cars that got paralyzed on the highway they literally they got aban- people stuck in their cars during the storm they abandoned their cars, they and, abandoned walked their cars the and walked off the bridge yeah damn yeah in, in all 73 people died in massachusetts as a result of the blizzard with damage estimates upwards around 500 million this is uh just to give you an idea of what things were like way way back what did you say 46 years ago 46 years 46 ago. years ago back then weather guys Used magnets. That's how they. They figured. had a they had a, a like a magnetic board. Oh and they yeah, would move yeah, yeah, yeah. magnets to show you like where the high pressure systems were coming, and they'd have like a, a magnet of, of a of a cloud with rain or you know with a, with snow. And this is John this, Quill. John Quill used to do that. He hung on to those magnets for, for dear life towards the end of his life. But yet that's how everybody did it. Shows you how advanced. Uh, we've got the other the guy, years. too, uh, on the Today Show there. What was his name? Willard Scott. Willard Scott. He was a magnet guy. The uh, the only time I remember the snow being really bad, I live in upstate New York. When I was in Syracuse, uh, the, uh, the blizzard of 1996, did you have that around here? We got hammered that? in, 19, yeah. in uh, 1996. Yeah, so I, that, that was the first time in history they deflated the carrier dome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
because of the weight. Yeah, they, they they deflated the roof in order for it to hold the weight of the snow that was so bad. See, so, in '96 though, so you know at that like I think that wait, year we got it, like 100 inches of snow. Yeah, was it or '96 or '93? Now I can't remember. Either either way, back in '95 and '96 when I first got into town, we were having like 100 inches or more, yeah. 110 inches of snow in a season, and even then people were saying. <laughs> It certainly is in 1978. That's the big one. That's yeah. the one that old that people, the... old farts like myself, recall and will never let go. I just remember being a toddler and my dad um, snow blowing paths all around the yard for my brother and I to run, and the snow was taller than we could see in the paths, you know? Yeah. Um, but to Steve's point, I remember in 96, I was a senior in college, and uh, we had one of those bubbles you know what i mean they still yeah. have it at franklin pierce and so they had this whole ceremony when they inflated the bubble and it's a beautiful practice facility inside and everything so everyone's like yay the next night it starts snowing and the bubble deflates we get a panicked message from the president of a college asking everyone to grab a snow shovel and come down so the whole college had to go and we shoveled off the bubble so that it could reinflate <laughs> See, we would Did never have agreed to grab shovels when I was in college. Yeah. No, we did. We uh, People were drinking. The president didn't even care. He was like telling security, like, don't even just leave him alone. Like, it was like a party. It was like a big old winter carnival. Jesus. That's that's actually fun. It was carnival. a wicked fun day. That's yeah. why I remembered it. Yeah, I, I would like to. There was a that. picture of me in the yearbook with my shovel, half in the bag. Shovel. A bottle of schnapps Yeah, exactly hand. right. Blackberry brandy. Uh, a Holyoke man will spend the next 10 years behind bars on drug and gun charges. Just one from Holyoke? <laughs> well, today. 31-year-old Jonathan Mercedes was arrested in April of 2022 after police found 60 grams of fentanyl-laced heroin, uh, nearly 60 grams of cocaine, and two loaded guns. Who are you, Annie Oakley? <laughs> in 2023, uh, he pleaded guilty to possession with intent to distribute and possession of a gun, he'll spend uh, 10 years in prison, followed by four years of probation. Wow. So I guess 60 grams is a lot of heroin. Is that right? Well, yeah. What well, was the one we did the other day where the guy had, uh, oh, the guy's name was Helpy. Helpy? His first name was Helpy. And he uh, had like, like almost like 11,000 bags of heroin. But it was only like 500 grams, like all together. Really? Yeah, like it's not that much. That's what I was trying to figure out, like what a dose of heroin is. Like, so it's, I think it's very, very small. You look at these little baggies that they uh, they collect from the state police uh, yeah. forensic yeah, yeah. thing, like they're tiny little bags. Yeah, it's not like a hefty cinch sack. You know, that's like, what you think of in your head, right? Because I don't know what the dosing of heroin is. You don't think uh, uh, Mr. Cunningham is doing those Glad commercials with the... Uh, <laughs> you know, Fonzie used to put his coke in here. You don't think they were doing the rails of coke on the set of Happy Days? I'm sure they were. That's why they called it Happy Days. Yeah, Potsy always had that look about him. He, he did, looked, didn't he? Did he he, he had a little bit of the like runny he, nose, cokehead guy. Yeah, that's... Uh, that, so I would think that like Ralph Malf was the one who was moving the most product. I still got it! <laughs> You know who was probably moving it was Fonzie, but he didn't touch it. He was smart enough. Yeah, he was kind of like the king. Hey, right. <laughs> I only do fentanyl, not the, <laughs> not this stuff. Uh, the crew member of a commercial fishing vessel operating out of New Bedford pleaded guilty yesterday to evading nearly $300,000 in federal income taxes. 49-year-old Rodolfo Membrano. <laughs> Rodolfo Membrano? Yeah. It's insane in the membrano. Yeah. Insane in the membrano. Fall River pleaded guilty before U.S. District Court Richard Stearns to one count of evading and defeating taxes. The sentencing has been set for May 15th. 
uh, Membrano earned more than $1.3 million working as a commercial fisherman between 2013 and 2021. Membrano failed to file federal income tax return during the calendar years 2013 through 2019. A false tax return was filed for the calendar year 2020, followed by a failure to file a return for the calendar year 2021. In addition for failing to pay any income taxes on his fishing income, Membrano took other steps to prevent the IRS from tracing his income or determining his tax liabilities, routinely cashing his paychecks. In addition to penalties and interest, Membrano's uh, scheme resulted in tax losses to the IRS of approximately $293,118. Sounds fishy to me. You see what I did there? I see. He's yeah, a fisherman, a, and, and I made fishy. a fishy joke. <laughs> that's like a fish joke. Tax evasion carries a statutory maximum penalty of five years in prison and three years of supervised release, then a fine of $250,000 or twice the gross gain or loss, whichever is greater. And the payment of the restitution to the IRS. Bang. Wow, that's a lot. That is a lot. It almost makes it seem uh, you backing out on your taxes wasn't even worth it at all. Well, th- those fishermen, they, some of those, like, if they catch, like, tuna or some of those things, they're, they're worth, like, tens of thousands of dollars. Did you ever go on, a, like, a tuna fishing boat? No, but when I was a kid, we used to uh, go to Montauk. Yeah. And they used to bring in the tuna right there on Montauk. They're huge. They're yeah. enormous. And they used to bring in um, the tuna on Montauk, and... They would test it right there. They'd do like a core sample. And then these Japanese businessmen right in the dock would auction it. And then as soon as one of the Japanese guys won, they'd open up a briefcase, hand cash to the fisherman. Mm-hmm. And then they would pack the fish in ice and it would be whisked away because it would go right onto a jet right to Tokyo. Wow. Because that was before people here ate sushi. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was always yeah. sent out to there. It was big business back then. The uh, I went on a deep sea fishing trip once years ago, and I remember the first mate on the boat telling, "Hey, we do t- we know a guy who does the tuna thing, and if and the whole trip is free for you if you let them keep the tuna. Otherwise, it's six hundred dollars a person to go on the tuna boat." Oh my god! Yeah. That's not. Those things are huge, though. They're like well, yeah, some of those but, fish but, are worth ten, yeah, fifteen thousand exactly. dollars. You're if better you, to pay six hundred and then sell the guy the meat. I went once in. Jamaica, yeah, it was Jamaica on a tuna boat, on a tuna boat, and we went. You you got to go way the hell out there, yeah. way the hell out there. And the only thing that anyone caught on the boat was a bad case of, of uh, of vomiting. I mean, because everybody got sick except for me, because you know the waters you know splash yeah, yeah. around. The crew was a very smelly bunch, and uh, everyone got sick. We caught nothing, <sighs> absolutely nothing. So yeah, we all had to pay a ridiculous amount of money to go on this trip. I, I did a show uh, once for, and the, it was the the guy that they did the show. He he was on he's on that show Wicked Tuna or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and so a lot of those guys are there, and they're funny because they're fishermen, so they look like, you know, they look raggedy, but they're all worth millions of dollars. You yeah, know what I mean? But they work hard for that money. But they they definitely. I mean, you couldn't pay most people uh, any amount of money to do what they have to do to get that. No, that's uh, no. Leave five days at a time, two hundred miles off the shore. You know, I saw that Captain Tuna guy at the Foreigner Kid Rock concert a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the guy that did the show for. And yeah, in the parking lot, leaving uh, Mansfield there. Yeah, whatever that is. Paul was his name. Yeah, they were all hammered. Yep, all of them. Oh yeah, well they're fishermen. They're gonna drink. Yeah, it's like that's kind of like a rite of passage as a fisherman. You have to be drunk in order to go out on the boat. (laughs) 
Isn't that what they do? I think any boat you have to be drunk. I have friends that go out just on the river for two hours, and it seems mandatory that they're drunk. <laughs> which, well, of, which, of course, you're not supposed to do. You're well, as long be, as you're not operating the boat. Well, I, but yeah, but if, if you got a boat and everyone else is drunk on it, there's a pretty good chance that the, the captain might be... Uh, you know. I always wonder that when they pull you over on the river if you're drunk. Like, what do they give you for a, a sobriety test? They can't do the stand-on-one-leg thing because the boat's rocking. Yeah, unless you can't you're Jesus, out. you can't walk a straight right. line. They, yeah. you know, they do. They have... I've seen the videos of the arrest. They take the little breathalyzer thing out. And they right there in the river. If you refuse to blow into it, uh, you're under arrest for boating while intoxicated. Wow. More you know now. No, no, yeah. The fish police come out and get you. (laughs) The fish police. (laughs) Well, what I mean, they're I think they're DEP guys, aren't they? That come out there on the river. I think it's a mix between DEP, but also some of the towns like Northampton. They might have a boat. South oh, County you know what? might have a boat. We talked last year at uh, Hamden County uh, Sheriff's Department has a has a uh, like a water uh, patrol. Yeah, that's pro- they right. have a water patrol. Yeah, I, b- I believe so. Yeah, I see. I didn't think the I didn't realize that's a good question for Kochi. I didn't know if sheriffs could actually arrest people if they had powers of arrest. Oh, they can do whatever the hell they want. Really, a sheriff? Oh my God, yeah. You know, I, you know, you say that, but if you're a certified officer in Massachusetts, right. you're allowed to arrest people, I believe. Well, for, you can arrest people as a private citizen in Massachusetts. Right. Citizens arrest. But uh, like uh, when I used to work uh, on the railroad, all the live <laughs> the long day. day. Yeah. Uh, the the railroad cop. That's what the heat. They have like their yeah, own tracks. Uh, yeah, it's their police own police yeah, yeah. force. They can pull people over. And, really? Yeah. Yeah. They can pull you. You could get uh, pulled over for speeding by an Amtrak. You cop? absolutely can. Get out of here! I'm not kidding you. That's gonna be the worst ticket you ever get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta be like, are you kidding me with this ticket? Tear it up in their face. I, I well, I won't say. I, I'm not gonna tell that story. Why? Because it involves some shady stuff done by some cops that I know. Oh, yeah. I don't want to reveal yeah. the, uh, the, the, the the secret. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 46. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 49. 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 854 and Nirvana with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 46. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 49. It is 49 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, a couple of things here. Uh, first of all, uh, Pat Kelly is giving you a chance to go to a Thunderbirds game on uh, the 18th mm-hmm. uh, for with the Hartford Wolfpack. Yeah. And that's a great prize. I mean to spend time with Pat at a Thunderbirds game. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Really. However, today happens to be a Thunderbird Thursday and uh there's a game on Saturday uh with the Hershey Bears and mm-hmm. I happen to have a big fat Ooh. Thunderbird Thursday prize package that includes four tickets on the ice, four hats, Four koozies, four stickers, and a Thunderbirds drawstring bag to put all of those things inside of it. And uh, what do they have to be? Caller number nine to win? No. That? No? no. Caller no. 10. Oh! Yeah, caller okay. 10. Oh, all right. If you're yes. caller number nine, you're a big fat loser. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you are open to mockery. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, look at them already lighting up over oh. there. Oh, uh. They all want to win the Thunderbird Thursday prize yes, package. But we're going to take our time before we get off the air and go to the commercial. Oh, and do yeah, all these man. things. Yeah, you got to make them sit for a while. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like it.
Yeah, it's it's like a it's a, we, we call it the DTs. Yeah, it's a here. it's a level of cruelty that we've yeah. become quite accustomed. <laughs> I to. I mean, yeah. whatever you got to do to make it a little more fun for yourself in here. Yeah, yeah. you oh, want to be yeah. ten, don't you? Yeah. yeah. All right. So again, the Route Ten Tire Listener Line four one three two nine three one zero two one caller ten. Good luck to you. Yeah, don't text in. You can't. Yeah, you can't text. You got to call. <laughs> you, you have to call. What can people text if they can they? Uh, you can just say I'm a loser already because I don't know how to dial a phone. Yeah, because right. Because we only instructed you to get to be <laughs> caller ten, not texter ten. It would be fun to use the text line to have people who want to just text but not go to the game do something fun. Yeah, that would be fun, but that requires an awful lot of effort on our part, and we we won't have any part of it. <laughs> we're done. There will be no effort Let, here. Let's stick with the, with the DTs of the. Uh, you yeah, go. you want call it ten? Are you going to go see oh, the Hershey right. Bears coming up the Hershey Highway? Oh, this weekend? Right. Yeah, All right. <laughs> it's 8.56 on Rock 102. Is the power out in Hadley? 